Hi, everybody. Mike Hancock. I'm the chairman of the Circle of Excellence group of companies. Welcome to today's uh, call, which is going to be on automation. We're going to jump into the screen share right now. And this is really about when to automate, what to automate, and then also how to automate. And I think uh, I'm going to start by going sort of backwards first be, so by saying, why would you want to automate? And the answer to that is you probably want to automate because um, many of the things that you're doing are replicable by somebody or something else, which then, of course, can give you your time back. But first steps on that is you actually have to know um, basically what, you, what you're spending your time on. So just give me a second here while I'll just uh, allow a couple of other people to come into the room couple of latecomers, and we'll move on. So in my world, I actually checked, and I did this yesterday. It wasn't quite at five o'clock, but this is yesterday for me. So I spent five hours and 22 minutes on what I decide is focus work, two hours and 21 minutes on other work and some personal activities yesterday. At the time, I'd been three hours and eight minutes on Zoom. That's a pretty light day for me. I had one more meeting after that. Um, was working on the Circle of Excellence backend side, uh, putting together the keynote for today, which as you can see, took 33 minutes and 57 seconds, working on our project management system, doing a bit of LinkedIn and other stuff. So this is where essentially my eight or nine hours went yesterday that I worked. So if I look at this, my question here is, what is replicable? What can be done by somebody else? So when you know that, you can then start to look at essentially offloading that to other people. So just a reminder, if you're on the call and you're not on mute, just be on mute at this stage because we are picking up a little bit of background noise. So firstly, I want to share with you our 4G's priority system. Now, many of you know this. If you're new to the Octopus system, you'll find the overview of this in module one on strategy, but essentially, we have four things. This is what we share to really look at um, an alternative to the to-do list. Because, you know, Landy and I honestly feel that uh, the to-do list is, is really a, you know, it keeps you failing. I mean, how many times do you actually tick off everything on your to-do list in a day? Whereas once we move to four Gs, you actually get to achieve some stuff and you actually start to feel good. So just a reminder here, and I'm not gonna go into this in great detail today, um, the first G is the get column. So generally speaking, what do I want to get more of? Is it income? And that's for most people, you want to get more revenue. So you would put in that column only revenue generating tasks. And every time we do this, if you look at every task that you do in a day, and I just showed you some of mine from yesterday, let's just click back a little bit. Um, let's just go back here. If I look at revenue generating time, uh, no, Zooms, well, maybe there was one in there that was revenue generating, which is a sales meeting. The others were coaching meeting. That's not revenue generating. That's not revenue generating. That's not revenue generating. That's not revenue generating. So yesterday, I probably only spent one, maybe two hours maximum in revenue generating time in the get column. So once you understand that, then you start looking at this differently. Then column two is the groom column. Grooming is all about grooming relationships. So my Zoom meetings from yesterday, the other two would have come into the groom column. Um, if there was something else there that I'm doing, that's in the groom column there. And then there's the grow column. What is required for my business to go to the next level? And then there is the gold column, which is the big ticket items like, Kevin, you mentioned actually starting recording your your um, your online course, if you like. That to me is a big ticket item. It would go in the gold column. It could also go in the grow column. It's definitely not in the get column because you're not out there getting income from it today. And the mistake that most people make is when they think of all the activities they do during a day. And, you know, I'm using an app there called Rescue Time, which tells me on my computer what I'm doing. And it runs in the background all of the time. And I use it to keep check of what I'm doing and how well I'm doing towards what I teach and keep me on track because we fall off track as well. Of course, like any normal person, you will find when you do this, if you look back at this, 
you probably spend about 80% of your week in the grow column. You spend 80% of your time, um, you know, sort of investigating social media or um, doing some invoices or working on a new website or designing something or, or something like that. And, you know, we've done this for years and we've had people run tests and rarely do they spend less than about 70% of their time in the grow column. Yet grow doesn't make you money. And if you're wondering why you're not getting ahead, then um, you're knowing why you're not getting ahead right now because you're spending too much time on non-revenue gen generating activities. Even me putting this presentation together today took 33 minutes of my time yesterday, which I actually could have done somewhere else by simply just quickly writing this out and sending it off to the, the our design company. But because I was last minute on doing this and I didn't want to do it last week, I had to do it myself. So we all face that. But the idea here is to get back some of that grow time for yourself. So what are the types of things that go into grow? Well, I didn't put them exactly in the same in the grow column because I couldn't be bothered moving them after I'd done them. But here's some examples of in the grow. Social media, this takes up a lot of time. Okay, if you look at the amount of time you spend on your Instagram, your YouTube, your Pinterest, your Facebook, it takes up a lot of time. Uh, marketing campaigns, that's growing your business. If you, and I'm talking about designing the campaign. If you're active with the campaign that's running today, then it's in your get column. So if I'm actively doing a marketing campaign today, then that is in my get column. If I'm not, then it's not in my get column. Uh, Mike said the software he used was called Rescue Time. So, okay, so moving back, LinkedIn. LinkedIn can move into the groom column if you're using it to groom relationships, but a lot of the time you spend on LinkedIn researching is essentially in the grow column. Customer service can be in the groom column if you're actually live doing it, but a lot of customer service can be automated and can sit in the grow column. Admin, invoices, payments, all that stuff's in the grow column, presentations and graphics. They're just a few things I thought of when putting together this presentation. But if you wanna know what you're doing, then say, grab the app, look at rescue time and look realistically at what you're doing there. Also make post-it notes say every 15 minutes of the day for a few days on what you're doing in those 15 minutes. And you'll start to get a feel as to which columns you're going in. If you're not spending at least 60, 70, 80% of your time in that third column, that grow column, I would be very surprised. And I'm sure if you gave me your notes, I would say, hmm, no, is that really income generating today? Is that bringing you income right now? So if it's not, then it's probably going to move from the get column to the to the grow column. So now that we've got that established and column three there being the grow column, now that we've got that established, then essentially what we want to do is we want to try and outsource or systemize or automate as much of that column three, that grow column as we can. So Lundy and I tend to spend, and those of you like Mandy that have been around our environment for a long time, know that we share this, try and spend 80% of your week in the get and groom column. If you do, you'll have a very successful business. And 20% of your week in the grow and gold column. I really try to spend Monday to Thursday in the get and groom column and Friday in the grow column if I'm working. So that's how I try and do it. That's how Lundy tries to do it. And that's what we would suggest to you. But it's not always practical because there are things, other things you have to do. So when you look at those grow tasks, all the admin, all the marketing campaigns, all the this, all the that, what you want to do is you want to say, how can I automate this so this happens without me so I get my time back? Now, you'll know you have your time back when you start to look for something to occupy your time. That's the test. So I'm finding this quite a bit lately where I go, my time on Facebook yesterday is a good example of that, where I go, oh, I've got half an hour before my next meeting. I've really got nothing I need to do. Let me have a look on Facebook and catch up with some people and do some likes. I haven't done that in a while. So you'll know you have your time back when you're able to do that sort of thing. 
So then what we want to do is we want to start with all of these things and we want to automate it. Why? Because let's look at your time. Let's look at your time that you use meeting new prospects. Let's say you have an average of 75 meetings a year because you're in some type of consultancy business. Let's assume that if you've got a retail store, it's going to be in the thousands. So let's say you have average of 75 new meetings a year. And out of those 75, you close on average about 32 sales, a little less than half. So you're at about a 40% close rate. Last year, you made $142,000. So therefore, your average new meeting is worth to you $1,893 per meeting. That's exactly how it works. So if you could get rid of all of that crappy time that you spend in the grow column doing stuff that really you could outsource or automate, you could get your time back and you could spend more time doing more new prospect meetings particularly if you smarten up your marketing so you've got a better trail of new people coming to you. So if you could do two new meetings a week, then you may be in so much better position than what you are now. In fact, on that basis, you'd probably make another $1,800 a week and double your income in the next 12 months. That's how important this automation stuff is, but we tend not to focus on it. So Let's have a look at how we would do this in our business. So firstly, if you look at that grow column, if you look at all your post-it notes that you put in the grow column and everything off there, you could uh, look at that and say, okay, let me first do a diagnosis, which is the D in dome, okay, which is your tool for moving forward. The diagnosis could be, okay, how much time am I spending doing certain stuff? Not in a day, not in a week, but look at it over a month or more. When I first started using Rescue Time as an app, and I'm not promoting them today, there's plenty of apps that you can use that do the same thing, but I liked to use an app because it will tell me the truth rather than me sort of going, oh, I just spent 15 minutes doing this where it's easy for me to lie to me, okay? And over time, you know, if you lie to yourself over a week, then you're going to build up an uncorrect picture, whereas this will build up a correct picture. So when I first started using this back in 2015, I noticed that I was spending around about 43 to 46%, I can't remember the exact number today, about that in that range of my time on a weekly basis in design. So, you know, here I am, I'm running all these companies, I'm a professional speaker, I've got clients all over the world, et cetera, but I'm basically a designer. So that doesn't, and I didn't even like it that much. And, um, you know, maybe I liked it 10 years ago when it was all funky and new, but these days it's a task. So, you know, these particular um, presentations that I'm doing today, you know, I don't put a lot of thought into the, the design aspect of these, except for my natural way. If I'm doing a presentation for, you know, a keynote where I'm hoping to close maybe $100,000 worth of business, there's a lot of thought goes into it. So. Now, my diagnosis is, oh, Mike, you're spending 43% of your time doing design work. Do you really need to do that? And the answer is, for the most part, not. Because when I look at that design work, why do I need to create a Canva banner for our next event? Why do I need to uh, you know, do something cool for Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, just to make my audience know that I'm around? So then you look at the objective. So the objective for me is to now is to reduce that 43% of time I spend in design right back to maybe just five or 10%, the stuff that I have to do, like the 33 minutes I spent yesterday putting this design together. So that might be my objective. So what's my method? Now I have to decide on a method. And in design, our methods was to get a designer. That was our method. So... If we've now got a designer, then we basically, um, you know, can offload maybe 80% of our design work to that designer. They can design, it, design our keynotes because we'll take time doing that. They can design our brochures. They can design our LinkedIn or Facebook posts or anything like that. And only if I'm in a hurry and I haven't got time to brief them, do I have to design. And then I can sit back and evaluate the, um, the basis of that and say, is this worth continuing with? Should I do something else or should I pull it back in-house? Or, strangely enough, is it something that I really miss doing?
And that's how this works. So your, your dome experience is firstly, you diagnose exactly where you are with all of those particular things that sit in your grow column, the stuff that you literally don't have to do. You know, another one is your financials, for instance. Um, you know, we haven't, I haven't done my financials since oh, 2011, maybe even earlier, 2008, probably. So, so from that aspect, I've always had somebody doing those. I'm responsible for them. I look at them, but I don't put them together. I don't grab the invoices and do this and that and the other. Why? Because it's a total waste of my time. I'm not good at it and I don't like doing it. So why should I do it? So your diagnosis is that, then you look at your objective. Now, your objective is interesting because people who say, I'm spending too much money on outsourcing and too much money on apps and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and you know they're not making me any money. This is the reason. You're wasting your time doing something else. Whereas what you should be doing is grabbing that time and putting it into the get and groom column. So I think this month, for instance, I've got 42 sales meetings. Does anybody else on this call have 42 sales meetings this month? So it's a really busy month for me with sales meetings this month. Last week was hectic. This week isn't so bad as it sort of finishes off. But I mean, that's what I'm doing with my time, apart from talking to you guys, which is the grooming stuff. So now we've got a plan. Now we've got this and feel free to take any screenshots of this. So now I wanna look at some specific examples of this, and I'm actually gonna use a specific example that was on one of our webinars last year from one of our clients. So let's have a look at that. This is from Alex Donaghy. You can find the full video. Um, if you're in the circle of excellence, you'll be able to find this. She runs a company or she's a partner in a company called Attain. And this was from the webinar she did for us last year. And I chose this because they're a marketing and branding expert. So that's what Attain does. And so, and she's the marketing and branding expert within Attain. So the, I'm going to give you four slides here. I'd suggest you take some screenshots of these. So this is really about how to automate your marketing. So number one, it's going to start with your positioning. So the magic ingredients here, basically what she says, and I agree, totally I agree with everything she says. I think this is fantastic. That's why I'm using it. Save me making my own slides, which would only be slightly different. Um, the magic ingredients here is that in any marketing, you've either got to provoke somebody in your audience, educate them or inspire them. If you're not doing one of those three things, you're not marketing, you're not positioning. So provoking them, you know, you don't necessarily need everybody to love you. In fact, that's a waste of time because you'll end up with a lot of complaining clients that just use you to run around after them. If everybody loves you, you're already doing business wrong. So you want to provoke people so that some people absolutely adore you and other people just, you know, don't care. So developing your key message and the way in which um, Alex likes to do this, and definitely I haven't done this this year, but we're going to do this next year, is we're going to have 12 key messages. We're going to release one a month and then we're going to spend that whole month just focusing on that message. Now, there's some examples. Your key message for the month of February next year could be time. Your key message for March could be energy. Your key message for April could be money, depending on what you're doing. If you're in personal training or physical stuff, you could be diet, exercise, you know, um, supplements, et cetera, et cetera. You could have a key message on that. And then that key message then features on your website in a media article, which also has a press release attached to it. And maybe this could be some um, ebook or high value content, maybe a, a webinar or something like that attached to that. Then if we look at the media release and press release, then that becomes syndicated. So that goes out to a range of media outlets. And then you take that and you repurpose that for your own blogs, quotes, banners that you've got, et cetera. And of course you just give that to your outsourced VA designer team and get them to put it out to the media, put it out to um, your own clients, syndicate it to various uh, things, update your website, repurpose it, et cetera. Let's move on now to phase two of this. 
Phase two is when you extend that content, that message. So this is using the content that you've developed in the first phase. So now you can have it as, you know, in the written context. So it could be short snapshots that you have on LinkedIn every day. You could break your, your content down into 30 days of written stuff. You could then realign your SEO, for instance, um, and, you know, your search engine management systems so that they actually pick up the keywords that are in this, you know, thing that you're talking about. So if you're talking about supplements, your keyword could be vitamin C. Your keyword could be, um, you know, uh, releasing hormones or something like that. So you look at it from that point of view. You could take this and then create a video. Maybe you could give this to somebody and have one of those five-minute explainer videos created out of your content that you created. Then you could take that and make it into audio. You could produce an infographic. You could have some sort of motion that goes with that. And when I'm talking about motion, I'm talking about literally online motion with that. In other words, it can be um, a series of cartoons or something that goes along with storytelling. It could be music. There could be a certain piece of music that backs all of this up that everywhere they go that hooks that together or some other idea that you've got. So that way you can get somebody to outsource to do that, to actually recreate this. Now, if you're looking for somebody, we actually have um, a Circle of Excellence member based in Adelaide, Australia, Sally Curtis, and she has a business that repurposes content. And, uh, you know, you can find her in the Circle of Excellence thing. Otherwise, it's uh, look at uh, Sally A. Curtis on, uh, on LinkedIn and you'll find her. Okay, so she actually does this for you. It's a service if you want it. So let's look at phase three. So now we've positioned ourselves. Now we've built out our content. So now we've got to bait the marketplace. And we can do this online or we can do it offline. So online, we're going to specifically target people maybe through Google ads or through YouTube ads or maybe through a Google for business or some sort of organic search using our keywords. Maybe we've got posts that we go regularly on all those social media channels. Maybe we're going to do social sales by, you know, using LinkedIn Sales Navigator or something like that. Or maybe we're just going to use some sort of digital media to have high authority sales. In other words, take it directly to the marketplace. And then we're going to move that onto a landing page, which is very specific for that piece of content, which was, as you remember, supplements. So we're going to have a very special supplement landing page. And that will also link back to our website, which is more generic for us. Whereas if we go offline, we might do print advertising, some offline ads, billboards, that sort of thing, radio, push all of that to our website, podcasts where we're interviewed, push that to our website, and then everything goes back to the website. When you're on the landing page, left of this picture here, you can take them from a landing page to a phone call, a call to action to literally pick up the phone and book a meeting with you, or some sort of opt-in form or an ebook download or something like that. This could be a fairly typical baiting type strategy that you can automate. And I'll share with you some ways to do this as we go through this. Make sure you've got screenshots if you want these. And then phase four then is not everybody buys today, right? So unfortunately, most of us burn more prospects than we believe that we could because we simply don't have a nurture strategy. So one of the safest and best nurture strategies is retargeting, you know, um, we're, as I said before, we're refurbishing our office that we bought. Um, I was online on the weekend looking at some uh, door handles. Now those door handles are appearing in my Facebook feed. So that's called retargeting, okay? So, and I'm looking at them going, well, I'm definitely gonna buy those door handles, but probably not at that price. So um, that's retargeting. Then some sort of pathway or strategy, um, so that's sort of, uh, you know, the data management strategy, if you like, or you could take them and simply start conversing with them on WhatsApp or something like that. And then from that, you bring them into an invitation into something that has some sort of live one-to-one -one presence, a seminar, a webinar, a mastermind. You know, we've run all sorts of things that we invite people to, whether it's online or offline, that we have them. And, uh, you know, then if it's live offline, then you can be marketing to them, run to the back of the room, buy this today or whatever. And if it's an online event, 
event, then you've got a conversion strategy, which then takes them to a page where they buy the product right now. So this is a way, a great way, in fact, to automate your marketing. So as you can see through this, I'm just going to go back to page one there. And thanks to Alex for, you know, her intellectual property that she's given to us to utilize with you guys. Um, this flow charts are your friends. So whenever you're looking to automate something, it doesn't matter if you want to automate your design work, automate your marketing, automate your customer service or anything like this. You know, getting a flow chart going is really your friend. And the way that I like to do it personally is, you know, flow charts in the digital phase are sort of level two for me. I have actually have an A3 um, painting book, if you like, or sketchbook. It's A3, and I draw my flow charts in A3. Then once I'm happy with them, then I take them out of that and I put them into the digital format, and then they become part of what we do. So. Okay, with that, let's move on now because there's some things that I wanna share with you and we're gonna have lots of time for questions as well. So think up those questions. You can put them in the chat already as we go through this, if there's anything you're unsure of. I wanna share with you some great automation tools for 2022. Again, you feel free to take screenshots. Um, firstly, Zapier or IFTTT, um, IFT, if you like to say it that way, both of these do pretty much the same thing, but what they do, and they're advancing all the time. So if you had some Zapier or Zapier, if you like to call it that way, Zapier um, problems two or three years ago, and you thought this is no good, then have a, don't knock it back now. Have a look again, right? What this does is it gets your apps talking to each other. So if somebody lands on your landing page, it'll take them off your landing page and put them in your MailChimp. If they're now in your MailChimp and you want them to go to a WhatsApp program where they get regular WhatsApp messages, there'll be a, a Zapier interface that does that. So it gets different things talking to things. So it's a really great automation tool for setting up systems of communication with people. Then of course, there's marketing automation systems, MailChimp Active Campaign. That's one of the better ones today, um, Kajabi, uh, ClickFunnels, Infusionsoft, or as I call it, Confusionsoft, they're all marketing automations, depending on budget um, and what you want to spend on those. You know, you can sort of get them from around about $100 a month upwards. $100 a month is no a no-frills version. Um, we're currently using um, uh, GrooveFunnels, which we paid a lifetime membership for. I'm not sure if they're still available but that saved us $400 a month forever, which was great because we previously had ClickFunnels. Um, that's our marketing automation system. Buffer, if you're not using Buffer or something similar like Hootsuite is the other one, uh, basically you really should because you can cross-pollinate uh, your posts on many, many different platforms uh, using Buffer. And then this is something that I think that you should look at. It's called Keep. And Keep is... Um, a lead automation system that makes sure any inquiries that you have stay hot. So basically, if somebody's come through a website or a landing page, not only does it trigger what well, like normally you could have like a MailChimp that you know you get 150 emails afterwards, it doesn't only do that. It'll involve things like chatbots and WhatsApp and different other ways and invites to things that certain regular things depending on what happens. So keep is pretty sophisticated in terms of, you know, your lead uh, automation and making sure that people think that you're really thinking of them, even though you've got nothing to do with it as you move through the process. Um, Elmo, you've got a good one for marketing automation systems called Engage Bay. Thank you so much for putting that up there. It's great that people are sharing these things. So. I try not to bombard you with great automation tools for 2022, but these are ones that if you're not using any of these or if you hadn't heard of them, take a screenshot and go and check them out because they can literally save you quite a bit of time and uh, pick up places where you're dropping a ball. Specialist assistance for 2022. So here's one. I talked a lot about design and I think if you're using an app like Rescue Time and you're doing any sort of consultancy coaching or something, you might be surprised how much time you spend mucking around with designing. Now, Design Pickle or KIMP 
Um, Kemp is slightly different than Design Pickle. They're both about the same price. There's about five other options in the marketplace that are any good. They're all around the 360, 370 to 420 a month USD figure. So it's not cheap, right? But if you look at that for 4,800 US dollars a year, you have a full-time designer on your team. So that's phenomenal. So, I mean, if you're a member of Octopus, Octopus was all designed on Design Pickle, right? Landy drew the pictures and sent them to Design Pickle. Unlimited number of, um, you know, alterations. You can do as much or as little as what you want. The other way in which Kemp's better is you can really load them up with designs. So they'll put multiple designers on, whereas Design Pickle like you to work with one designer because you build a relationship. We actually prefer that because we like the relationship because they're really part of our team. But that's a good way to do it. And, you know, this is the, the thing. I don't know how much your average sale is, but if you could get enough time back to cover one sale a month and, you know, for $390 a month, that's pretty darn good. Secondly is a good friend of mine, Davin Michaels. You've seen him on a couple of our webinars, runs a company called 123 Employees. Right, they are based in the Philippines. Go check them out. Um, I haven't given you our affiliate links. We have affiliate links for them, but uh, if you really want to ask, so we get paid, that'd be nice. But go check them out. They have 680 staff, I think, at the last count that are there working for you in um, doing remote work, virtual assistants. They can do your marketing, your research, your telemarketing. That's why I put plus plus plus. There's like a hundred different things that they can do for you. Their starting price is um, $597 per month, and that gives you 40 hours of work. So basically 10 hours a week. So, you know, if you need a VA, that's, uh, what's that, 40 by there? It's probably about $12.50 US an hour. In most countries, you can't get a good person. What I like about what Davin does in this business is you don't work with a thousand different people. You get a project manager who is essentially your business manager, and today, if you want marketing, they get the marketing person to do it. Tomorrow, if you want research, they get the research people to do it. If they, if you want something done that they don't have, they'll recruit that person especially for you and they'll manage them and they'll employ them. So it actually is a really good option. It starts from $5.97 a month. Again, these things aren't free. Nothing is worth having is free, but these are really good option. And then I hear this all the time. Oh, but Mike, I can't sell. I don't like selling, blah, 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 blah. There are virtual sales teams around the world. Now, I would suggest to you that until you've learned to sell your products, you're in no position to even brief a virtual sales team. The one I looked at, because a lot of them don't have price points to them, you've got to actually do some quotes. And I looked at probably 10 different companies in, in preparation for this. But I found a nice company because a lot of these are in the tech space as well. Bold Moose. Now, they're probably quite American-based and, well, Northern American-based, but for $997 a month, they will actually start doing some sales for you. Now, yes, they want some commission as well, but this is their retainer figure where they'll actually get briefed by you who you want, go out, reach out in the marketplace, organize some interviews, and I guess it will be based on the number of interviews that you actually want. Um, so it will be based on the price. And then there'll be commissions as well. So don't expect that for $997 a month, you're going to get a million dollars in sales. That's not the case. You know, you're probably going to be paying 25% of your sales to them. And in some cases, maybe a little more, depending on the level of your products. If you've got a tech product, like an app or something like that, it could be up to 50%. If you're in hard sales, like I'd know you're selling consultancy, it might be a lot less than that. So here's some specialist assistance that you can look for. Uh, and I would really suggest that, you know, when you think about it, you've got admin that you need done, that can be done by VAs. You've got design work, that could be a VA or a specialist design person. You've got marketing um, and research that needs to be done. That can all be done through something like a one, two, three employee. You've got uh, maybe some, some direct sales that you need done. Maybe you need to expand your sales team so you can do that. So there's some very, very good option and for you. Okay, so with that, let's move on. I wanna give you a very practical example. And this is a, a, just to finish off on some automation stuff before we get into questions and start throwing this around, which I wanted to leave a lot of time for today. 
This is how we do our social media automation. So we have seven sites and we post on each of those sites once a day. So it's seven, seven posts a day, 49 a week. So we do 49 posts a week. So this is what we do. Step one, we review all of the potential websites for content and people that we love and the people that we respect and anybody who's in a space that we like. So some of you could be on this call that are actually on our list and we review those. We aim for 100 websites, 100 individuals that we really like. So I'll give you a couple of them. We use Forbes magazine a lot, okay? We use Inc. a lot, okay? We use um, uh, people like Matthias Gelber a lot on the environment, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there's, then we make a list of topics and we generally try and keep it to months or weeks where we're talking about something. So January could be branding month, February could be sales month, March could be marketing month, et cetera. Then we brief our social media marketer who is outsourced. She costs us around about $250 a month, okay? And all we do is we say, this is what we want to do each month. Here's the people, here's their websites. Go and find the right content for January on those things. And it varies depending on the business that we're actually doing. So January for Circle of Excellence might be branding. January for the octopus might be sales, if you like. Go and find those articles from those people, load them up, give them the proper accreditation that they deserve, change the picture, find an appropriate picture that matches our branding and the way in which we like to brand, and then load those up, design them so that they make sense and load them up to buffer. And then all we do is encourage people to comment, like, and share. So our average time, for our social media automation per year takes us one day. One day of research, which we generally do um, mid-January before we come back to like serious work. And we set out everything for the year. And then the person is briefed um, just long after that. And then essentially from that, our social media just happens. And we have very, very little to do with it. Occasionally like this year, um, if we see uh, an article, you know, we've been knocked out by Facebook three times on stupid things this year. I read the article. I can't see anything they've got a problem with. Typical Facebook at the moment. And so we just advise, um, you know, a social media marketer that that's the case because it comes out under our company name or our, under Mike's name or under Landy's name or something like that. And apart from that, we try and like and comment on as many of those as we can when we're on social media of which I'm not very good at, to be quite honest with you. So um, that's our outsourcing, our automation factor of social media. So with that, I'm going to stop the, the share for a moment. Let's jump into questions that you've got, comments that you've got, or anything like that. I can see you all, so just raise your hand if you'd like to ask a question or put a comment in. Or share anything that you do. Colleen, how are you? Hello, very good, Mike. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I use ConvertKit. Um, I, none of the systems are perfect, as I'm sure you all know. Um, I've used GetResponse. A lot of people use that for the email marketing. Um, and yeah, I think some kind of email database system is always essential. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Mike, in terms of automating sort of affiliate affiliate tracking and payment systems, um, do you have something that you guys use and what systems would you recommend? Uh, we use GrooveFunnels now for affiliate tracking. It's all in built into it. And Thank that's, you. we bought a lifetime membership for it. Cost us about, hmm, wasn't ridiculously expensive, a couple of grand because we came into their beta testing phase. But, uh, you know, we left ClickFunnels, which was costing us 400 US a month and for their affiliate tracking system. Okay, uh, let's see, we've got a question here. Oh, there is your question. What the one did for JV partner affiliates? Um, Nia, hi. Hi, Mike. How does the buffer tool help? 
What Buffer does is it allows you to load, say, one post and then put it out into multiple platforms. So, for instance, through Buffer, um, when one of our blog posts is released, it Buffer sends it to um, sends it to my other blog sites. It sends it on to Facebook and it sends it to um, uh, LinkedIn as well. So, and that goes through multiple company sites on that. So, Buffer does that for us. Someone to help me develop my Groove. <laughs> yeah. So, well, the interesting thing with Groove funnels, I just noticed recently, and I know Luthi, you're not asking that, but um, I know you're just being funny. But uh, Groove funnels just came out, I think, in the last couple of weeks, and they've now got um, a relationship. They've done a joint venture with Fiverr, which is really interesting, where Fiverr operatives are specialists in Groove funnels. And that means you can get your funnel built through Fiverr operatives rather than having to do it yourself, which should actually cost you a little bit less. Um, although I'm sure as time goes on, that will become more and more. So that's a nice thing that you've got a, a resource there because often when, once you get into you know, Infusionsoft and some of these things, they're, they're not easy to work. They take a bit of time. There's a learning curve to them. And it's definitely a learning curve to, to Groove Funnels. So, so um, it takes a little bit of time. It's... Um, you know, as these things become more, it's like Webflow as a web web page. I mean, all of our stuff's on Webflow, but it's not easy uh, to use. So, um, but it's really robust to use. Okay, next question or next uh, comment. My, actually, can I just uh, just comment actually because I, I do like this. Uh, um, you know, the four Gs that you came in. You know, you know the sort of. Um, you know, get more groom and so forth. Because um, certainly during the pandemic, um, I do I do think uh, we went into a into um, um, procrastination of work. You know, getting busy doing not the, the right stuff and so forth. And um, one thing that um, we've started doing that I found really useful is that um, we share a diary uh, within the team. We share a, da a diary, and um, we all put in when we've got a prospect involved. Um, in the diary so by that means that we can actually help each other prepare each other or invite one another onto that uh, call if we need that person and so forth but more importantly discuss the outcome on it and uh, so you know what went well what didn't go well and what can we can do better so we've actually got visibility and then obviously if we don't get that because you do you, you did mention sometimes you don't always close close every time you uh, have a meeting or whether it's a you know a zoom call or a one-to-one -one meeting with with people at least we've got the opportunity to put them on our crm and, and keep nurturing them and, and sort of go back to them but one of the things that um we have used that we've um, um especially on the sales is it's not be aggressive on sales so when it comes to the end of it, um, we've always used the word, you know, does it make sense that we put a date in the diary for a catch up because it's not threatening. And we've found that by using that word, does it make sense? Or I, um, the person listening to it um, is unlikely to say, no, it doesn't make sense. And even if we say, does it make sense we put a provisional date, you know, that we can change, but just so we can have a catch up. We found that's been uh, more successful for us. That's a, that's a lovely bit of um, feedback, Jonathan. Thanks so much for that. Is that a Plymouth special, that one, or is it, <laughs> is it allowed to go around the world? But, well, it, um, can go around, it can go around the world, but I've got to say they, they are a little bit slow to, um, you know, to, 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 <laughs> to take action down in, in the southwestern England. So making, it, making sense of another conversation, it's actually just keeping the channels open rather than, you know, there's no, we don't want any closure because we don't know who they're going to talk to. And, um, and we certainly, we did that with one client who actually spoke to another client and they approached me when I was actually in the supermarket of all places sort of thing. Um, and it was through that, by keeping the communications open. So um, I do think, you know, um, when you finish a conversation with someone and you know they're not ready to convert, is, is to take it to the next stage of having another Absolutely. call. Absolutely. And, and I think those words, um, does it make sense, um, is a great sales tool at any part of a sales meeting. Not to get off track with automation, but it's a fantastic thing. So you guys should write that down. So we've got, um, we've got somebody up here, uh, Andrew, you're talking about, and Elmarie, you're talking about Meet Edgar. 
um, because buffers increase their price. So you've got 25 social media channels for $49 a month and uh, Elmery's put the link in there. I think this brings up an important point is that, you know, every, every year or two, you should review all of your software as a service. Now it's painful to actually shift on many of the softwares, but you can save yourself a tremendous amount of money. I mean, uh, if you're on a webinar with me earlier this year, I went through where we saved, I think it was nearly 9,000 US dollars by just shifting some softwares around a year. That's, that's not insignificant money, you know? When you look at 9,000 US dollars, that's gonna pay for my designer. So um, now I've got a full-time staff member because I saved on software. And so by shifting, you know, from Buffer to, you know, Meet Edgar or by shifting from, we moved from uh, MailChimp to Email Octopus and uh, our monthly payment went from $275 US to $55 US. So, I mean, simple things like that. Plus we love the Octopus, of course. Um, but doing those things really helps. So thank you, Jonathan, for that. Any other comments, questions, or things that people would like to talk about before I start wrapping it up on automation? Uh, I'm gonna wrap it up by giving you a step-by-step. -step. Yes, Elmo. I just want to make a comment here. I've been in data and ERP systems for all my life. Just make sure that you have an offline copy of all your data. Doesn't matter Absolutely. which program you use. So make sure that you have a monthly task that you export all your contacts to an Excel spreadsheet or something so that you have a backup. Because Couldn't any agree company more. can fail and you can lose all your data. Couldn't agree more. And uh, here's a that's thank you, Elmo. And also I, you know, Elmo's put in the chat if anybody needs help with marketing automation. Um, he's active campaign and engaged by partners and can assist. So um, you can find him on the websites there, Elmo Lombard, or you can uh, send him a PM in, in the chat here. But uh, this is a very important point that Elmo makes. And same with your, with your social media. You don't own your social media, you rent the space. And in fact, if they don't like you at the moment, you get put in social media jail or you get kicked off. So um, we went during, it was this year, I think, started February, uh, we went and got all of our contacts, which is 40,000 of them, off LinkedIn. And we had them shifted off LinkedIn. They had a process where you could actually do that. Then we outsourced um, to one of our friends who was um, fallen upon hard times in a, in a country that's really being affected badly by COVID in the third world. And we paid him for six months all he did all day was look up people out of those 40,000, get their email addresses for them. And then now we have a, an extra list of 40,000 people with email addresses, and we're just starting to invite them into our ecosystem. So we're taking, we've gone online on LinkedIn and we're taking them offline into our own list. And then as Elmo said, we'll take them off our own list and get them in a spreadsheet that we'll put um, on our hard disks. We, don't, we do the hard disk one annually, Elmo, and we do that, we move it to our own cloud backup basically every quarter. So I think that's really good advice. Well done. So let's start to let's start to bring this to a bit of a wrap-up. Firstly, in order for you to be able to automate anything, um, you've got to start by knowing exactly where you are. So the four G's exercise, and if you want to do the four G's exercise, go to module one in the octopus. Um, or it's in uh, module six in, in the circle of excellence and do the four Gs. And then you'll know where you're spending your time that's not really adding to your business in terms of getting you money and revenue this week or building relationships that can get you money next week. And I can promise you from years of experience with tens of thousands of you and me and our teams, we're spending most of our time in areas that don't matter. So once we know what those areas are, then we've got to look at those areas and say, which of these areas can we possibly outsource or automate? And which of them do we love? Okay, so for instance, if you love doing your Facebook banners and it gives you the greatest joy in the earth, then don't outsource it, just keep doing them. But anything that you, um, that you don't love, start to look at a process or a system. Now, in preparing for this meeting, one of the things that I did 
is I Googled um, top 25 automotion processes for small businesses in 2022. Okay. Now, what that does, which I didn't really use any of the data that I got there because I didn't feel it was relevant to you guys, but for some of you, it is relevant. And I'm telling you this because if you're in any sort of tech business or relying on any sort of high-tech systems to do stuff, or in, you're in the internet marketing business, um, then you probably want to go and have a look at what's up and coming and what's coming new by doing some Googling because there is some really, really good stuff out there now that can really help you. Um, especially in the augmented intelligence field. I don't believe in AI because it doesn't exist. Um, there's only augmented intelligence and not artificial yet. So um, with that, what else have we got? Any final questions from people? And then just go and do a dome on, on what you said and go and diagnose it, set an objective, select a method, trial that method for three months, evaluate the method and then shift. You don't knock out all of your processes at once. For instance, when we moved from click funnels to, to groove funnels, and we did the same for a couple of other things, I can't remember what they were, um, we literally paid $9.95 to hold all our data and all our information on click funnels. So it's like taking a holiday. And then after about four months where we went, okay, we're never coming back, then we stopped paying that. But if we had have gone, oh, we can't just wrap our head around this or it's too difficult or it doesn't do this and we didn't realize it and it's one of these things we actually need, we could have literally gone back to where we were and picked up. So trial something first if you can possibly before shifting. Any final questions or any final things? Let's look for some hands up. No? Fantastic. Okay. Well, lovely to see you all today. And uh, you know where to find us if you need us and uh, have a joyful day. Lovely to see uh, a number of you on the call that I haven't seen for some time as well. Good luck with your automation. Uh, we've got some great videos on this around. And of course, this will be up um, on our various platforms later today. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mike. Thanks.